welcome to the Breaking 90 podcast, where we talk about all things sustainable fat loss. We take people on 90-day journeys to creating fat loss forever. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Breaking 90 podcast. I'm your host today, Jerrica Rydell, with my lovely co-host, Kelly Sarlo, and we are the coaches of Breaking 90 Fitness. Hey, Kelly. Long time no talk, I guess. How have you been? Oh, not too bad yourself. Everything's going pretty smooth over here. Good. Yeah, um, we've got a what, lot of transition going on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's always fun. Um, any move is is always stressful, but trying to be as organized as possible. Um, what's new in your world? Well, I have two potential stories today. I have a funny one. and I have a win. So what do, you, what do you want today? Um, what, what was the other one? A funny one or a, a win? Ooh, can, can we do both? Are they short? Yeah, for sure. I'd um, love to hear them. <laughs> okay, cool. So the win is actually um, one of the goals that I set out to achieve when I joined Breaking 90 as a client originally. Um, and I was, I was sharing this with you and Alex the other day that I had set out to be able to actually like keep up to my partner on a hike or a walk because uh, he's so crazy athletic with his biking um, that I'm just like winded behind him. And it finally happened. It finally happened. We went on this hike the other day. We did a six kilometer hike in a, like a bush with brand new trails. And he was like, do you think maybe you could slow down a bit? And I was like, oh my God, I achieved it. I'm there. (laughs) That is a huge win. That's so awesome. And six kilometer hike is a massive hike. Massive Kelly. Congratulations. That's so awesome. Thank you. Yeah, we took time to celebrate, like, as he said it, too. He's like, oh, my God, did you did this just happen? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's, that's great news. Yeah. Awesome. So, and then your funny story. Yeah. So my funny story is, unbeknownst to me, um, I'm not great with technology. Like, I can learn if I, like, set aside time and go through that learning curve. Um, that's, that's something I don't mind doing, but I'm not naturally inclined. And so my partner had been like putting some tech in front of me saying like, Hey, can you put this together? Can you take this apart? But he was recording me on video. And so, yeah, so it it ended up like becoming this really funny thing between the two of us that I didn't know about, about how much I suck at tech. So he's been like keeping score between like Kelly versus tech, um, (laughs) feeling miserably. Um, but, uh, humorous that is hilarious I hope that maybe especially with with all the social media stuff you could put together like some type of reel for all of us so that we can watch this not that we're making fun of you because (laughs) I'm hoping you're laughing along with it but that would be so enjoyable (laughs) yeah yeah and he's just like he's so kind and patient right and then all of a sudden I see a camera in front of my face and I'm like oh god (laughs) that is hilarious I love it yeah. So uh, you've got the topic for us today. What are what are we diving into? Okay, this is a this is a, a little switching gears, and I think you might think I'm a little crazy, but I want to talk about spring cleaning. Um, so this is obviously the season where a lot of people kind of go through their homes or kind of declutter their life, and and I personally do it yearly, and it's one of my uh, favorite things that I look forward to in this season, and it's definitely coming. So there's a couple different directions that I want to take this. Um, first and foremost, I want to talk about spring cleaning and how it relates to fat loss in terms of how it can better your life so that we can focus on our fat loss or or maybe whatever goal it may be at the time. And then I want to dive into spring cleaning for our brains. 
and and how we can we could tackle that. So I'm sure you'll have some really great tips on this. Why on earth would I think you're crazy? This is fantastic. (laughs) I was like, oh, I'm just so in the spring cleaning zone. So I thought it would be pretty a a great reminder for everyone. And um, and we're looking at it from a different light that I think some some people could use. So I'd like to start by first talking about um, spring cleaning our actual homes and our decluttering our lives. So um, first and foremost, we know that any type of decluttering, whether it's actually going through cupboards and and cleaning things out, um, it can just decrease stress levels, right? So being organized reduces cortisol because we we're not kind of have in front of us a million things and trying to figure out what's going on. So just having less cortisol, less stress in our life allows us to focus on whatever goal we may be trying to tackle. Is this something that you do? Oh, hundred percent. I, I love decluttering. Um, I'll say on the regular, but yes, spring cleaning <laughs> it has a whole other like, um, motivational factor, I guess. And I love to, you know, you're talking about bringing down cortisol levels. I also think it's really neat to talk about not burning so many mental calories as well, right? When we're decluttering things feel orderly, our thoughts feel orderly. We're not, we're not rifling through all of these cluttered thoughts when we're actually cleaning out our life, which is, is really wonderful. Absolutely. Yeah. I love it. I do it regularly too, but in the spring, it's something that I like to just go through every single thing. So the next one I want to move into is what people, when we clean, right. We're, we're going, I'm hoping that the spring cleaning, when I'm talking about this, I mean like a deeper clean and this can help with your immune system, right? So when we're going into all the corners of the baseboards and I'm hoping I'm getting into like every cupboard and cleaning out the cupboards, that kind of stuff produces so much dust and maybe mold, mildew, whatever's going on in your home. And that can set up for a stronger immune system, which allows you to live that healthier life, right? So I think that's one that we often forget about. Yeah. That's preventing cool. illness, right? If we're not sick, if we're not run down because of what we're breathing in every day, um, we're, we're able to maybe go for that six kilometer hike because we're feeling good. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I I love that you're bringing up dust because I feel like it's one of those things we kind of want to ignore is there. (laughs) Um, It is such a chore, but you know, one of the things that's been really great with masks lately is that, you know, our immune system does have a chance to sort of build up. Um, And now you're saying, you know, if you've had that time to build things up, take care of your environment now. Absolutely. And Another direction I, I always take my spring cleaning is I'll go through my entire fridge and take everything out. And I'll, I like to donate to friends and like my parents that I'll give them all my jars of things that I don't use that I know they would love. So, you know, that, for example, that random recipe that you made for a party and you maybe bought that blue cheese dressing that you'll never use again. It just sits in there for God knows how long. That's the kind of stuff that I'm like getting rid of cleaning everything out. And that sets you up, right, for a healthier lifestyle because now your fridge is whatever. For me, it's my produce and, um, you, you know, your milks, whatever you, you like. It's just simple. There's no random object in there that is just taking up space and maybe causing a trigger to make want to have that, that binge or that sweet tooth. So I love just taking it all out and reloading it with only things that I love and donating or throwing out the rest. Okay. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things to do, actually. I love a clean fridge and an organized fridge. I need to hire you. <laughs> I am, my mom and I, we are like, 
the Mary Kondo, is that her name? Yeah. Yeah. That's how I like, I like to kind of associate myself sometimes in that realm because <laughs> it feels so good and just having organizers and I love my label maker. I'm a little bit next level. Yeah. We're kindred spirits. This is great. <laughs> but, and it, so we know the benefits of decluttering our life and we know how important it is to, to do that in our home. But I really want to dive into kind of decluttering and spring cleaning for the brain. Um, Obviously, we are typically at right a fat loss lifestyle exercise program, but this all associates when our brain is jumbled up and things are going, we're not able to focus on the task at hand. So the first kind of point that I want to talk about in terms of spring cleaning kind of in quotations for the brain would be mindfulness, right? Just kind of coming back to the basics when it comes to a busy season like this and there's stuff going on and just being present with your thoughts and allowing right thoughts to enter acknowledging them and then thoughts to go and move on. Um, I know Alex and I, and maybe yourself on this podcast, we've talked about apps that we like to use. Some people use the Headspace app and we're not affiliated with any of these apps that I'm listing. Um, There's the Calm app. There's different ones that some people love to use for that mindfulness, but you can also just sit and take a few deep breaths, right? Doing that throughout the day can, can allow you to focus on whatever goal or whatever task a little bit more presently. What's your take on that? I'm glad you brought it up. I so I have an Apple Watch like you do, and it had yeah. um, that like mindfulness moment of like you should take a deep breath. And I always, <laughs> I can always tell how badly I need that breath by how annoyed I am by the notification. Because <laughs> like I'll just be yes. going along the day, and it's like, hey, why don't you take a deep breath? And if I'm exas- like exasperated by this notification, I'm like, oh, I definitely need this. <laughs> versus if it pops up and I'm like that's so nice and I'm really willing to do it I can I can actually then gauge like how much I need to refocus absolutely I'm glad you brought that up because uh throughout the winter it was a notification that I actually just kept ignoring kept ignoring and it's a recent goal of mine that I was like there's a reason that when I'm at rest and my heart rate spikes, that this is telling me something, right? At rest, our heart rate shouldn't be that high. So clearly something internally is going on that's spiking me. So yes, I've, I've been, my goal is to be more mindful at paying attention to that notification. And then I kind of made it a game. Mm-hmm. It was like, how low can I bring my heart rate in this two minutes that I'm whatever X amount of minutes I'm doing it for? And just to breathe and focus and, and it's pretty fun and, and you feel significantly better. It's mind blowing in the two minutes. So um, that's something I, I love and recommend. And if you don't have it, it's just could be setting a timer on your phone, right? Every couple hours, you take two minutes out of your day. Just like we say that, you know, stand up and walk around for every, every hour you're working, stand up for five minutes or whatever, your, whatever your goal is for that. It's similar with, with a breathing technique or a mindfulness technique. Very cool. Yeah. Alarms are such a great way to just set reminders rather than just appointments, right? It's just like, Hey, you need a little bit more of this in your life. And we're going to set an alarm every three to four hours just to remind you so you can take care of yourself. Yep. Awesome. I love that. Um, another one I like to do, and I, it's funny. I, these are ones that as a coach, I'm like, Oh, I I do all the time. Like I'm perfect. No, these are things that we're working on. And I'm sure you are too, Kelly. And in this, in the spring with my spring cleaning, I always think about choice reduction and I'll put this in terms of mainly my morning routine. So an example would be when I first wake up in the morning, my goals are to limit my 
stressful choices that need to be made. I try to make them more, more of a monotonous morning. I try to keep everything a little bit low stress. So, you know, I wake up at the same time every day as best as I can. And I know that isn't um, doable for everyone, but, or I'll have this pretty much the same breakfast every single day. Uh, I know Alec, Coach, Coach Alex does the same mobility routine every day, right? Keeping those things the same allows for our brains to stay calm and know what's happening so that later on when life throws us these curveballs throughout our day, at least we had more of a, a stress-free, uh, slower morning so that we feel more able to, to tackle these. So I always like to reduce those choices when I can. Yeah, I love that. Um, eliminating decision fatigue, essentially, or those mental calories that you just don't have to burn. I had, uh, pardon me, I have a wonderful girlfriend who um, decided to implement a uniform for herself. She does not need one at work. She just decided she was buying the same three pairs of pants, two tops, um, and that was what she was wearing all week to work. It was one decision every single morning. She did not look into her closet and think, what should I wear? What goes together? All of the questions that you think about when you're just trying to dress yourself appropriately for work. Um, it was just like, nope, this is the one thing I'm doing. Um, and it just set her up for this like ability to make more important decisions later. That is so cool. I actually, I love that. That's mm -hmm. see, and, and everyone's going to have a different scenario and, and being able to make one of those choices less, less will be uh, significantly better. Now it makes me think of, um, right. When we prevent fatigue, like you said, that mindful fatigue, when we're preventing fatigue, um, I think about a scenario when your mental fatigue is so high, you're exhausted. Those are the times you're likely going to grab the foods or make the decisions that you don't typically want to make, right? Our willpower is at its lowest when we are the most fatigued. So being able to, like I said, make those choices a little bit more monotonous and a little bit more routine um, keeps our fatigue levels a little bit lower and our willpower significantly higher so that we can make those choices that coincide with our goals. Yeah. And can I add one to that as well? Definitely. Um, I know that if I have too many options in my day for all of these different decisions, I can become far less productive because I've spent that mental energy elsewhere. And I'll catch myself on my lunch hour or when I would have taken an afternoon break to go out for a walk, which is good for my health uh, in all aspects. And I'll think to myself, well, I haven't been as productive, so I should stay at the desk and work longer and get more done. And now I'm taking away this really good, healthy break from my body and mind, and I'm sacrificing more health because too many decisions were present today. Yeah, that is such a good point. And that's something that I often find myself in. So that's, I'm glad you said that. Cool. Um, so another one I want to touch on for our spring cleaning for our minds would be um, a vis visualization, something that I like to do. And I know this was kind of a trend in the past few years was kind of like a, a vis visualization board. You know what I'm talking about where people print out like pictures and make that board for their goals. But I like to definitely simplify it because I'm not a crafty person. Um, so when I set a goal um, or figuring out my why for the goal, like you've talked about in previous podcasts, um, I do like to either write it out pretty big and stick it somewhere that like my usually my vitamin cap because I get my vitamins every morning. I open that cover and boom, there is my why or my goal right? To remind me every single day. That might be a picture. 
right now it is a picture for me. It's a picture of Antigua because that's where I'm going on vacation soon. So that's my, my, that is my why. This is what I'm working so hard for to feel so good on my vacation. And I know coach Alex is also uh, kind of in the same boat on that one. So right now I'm looking at that picture every day. It's motivating me to make the best decisions for some people. That's a full visualization board. And for some, it's just a picture or a word. And I think that's really important. Very cool. Yeah. I want to comment on that because vision boards I'm, I'm like really strongly against, but not in the way that you're talking about the way that you're wording it. It's like a reminder of why I'm doing something. It's a motivating factor. And I think that's really cool. What I hear most people use vision boards for is like, this is what I want to manifest in my life, but I'm not going to spend time Mm. about how I'm going to do it or what those steps look like to get there. Right. And so they, they take away this whole How am I going to get from A to B? Um, Your vision board of this is my why, and this is my daily reminder of, you know, why I'm taking the actionable steps is amazing. It stays at the forefront and and keeps you feeling emotionally attached to that goal. If you are someone who's using a vision board and you have not defined what those steps are, spell that out for yourself, create that as, as part of your visual so that you know what the next step needs to be and if you're taking it. I'm so glad you said that. And I feel the same way. That's kind of, if you're watching on YouTube, I, I put vision board in quotations yeah. because I didn't know how else to describe <laughs> it, but yeah, it's more of just exactly. It's not a board because I agree with the fact that it, that's just, it's something you look at, but what are you doing to achieve it? No, it, it's just, I'm using this as a, a picture or these words as a reminder. Um, I read something that research has shown that having um, like an image that you look at every day or a big word, something that's your goal, if it's presented actually in front of you versus just in your brain, you're more likely to create that behavior change every day. So it's not so much, it's just more exactly of a reminder. Um, and I just write it in big capital letters, you know, just so I can look at it and be like, yes, starting my day off with my goal in mind. And um, yeah, so that's kind of how I keep my mind clear um, for that the spring cleaning time of year. Is there anything that you would like to add that you think of when it comes to spring cleaning your brain or spring cleaning your life to keep things um, in in line with your goals? Probably not anything new. I just, you know, one of the topics that I had heard about or the the concepts that I heard about in um, the Productivity Project by Chris Bailey um, was the concept of resetting the room. And you've talked about this already. So I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm not saying anything new. When you're talking about getting into the baseboards, putting things back where they belong, making space for things or a new home that's more sensible, that kind of thing. Resetting the room is one of those things that eliminates decision fatigue and also eliminates searching for your stuff, right? So many of us, we're tired, we're done with what we're using. So it it, it is put down exactly where we are, but not put away, right? We don't reset the room. And so the next morning we're we're searching, like, well, where did I put the dog collar? I took it off of him. Oh yeah, on the couch last night, right? We're spending so many mental calories finding where we put things instead of decluttering, resetting the room and setting ourselves up for a good win. Um, I just want to kind of like ride those coattails of what you were saying to add that concept. Absolutely. And not only the mental calories that you're spending, you're actually wasting time. And we know how precious time is, especially when we only have 15 minutes to that little circuit or that quick walk around the block that we want. Now, five of those minutes is looking for the dog collar, maybe trying to find where you left your coat on which bed. So you're absolutely right. And I'm so glad that you brought that up because it, it can be such um, time is so valuable and, and putting things back where they are 
and, and knowing where to go get them will save you so much time and, and you can achieve those goals. I think too, great, great point. And thank you. Energy in your relationships. So if you're someone who does not live alone, if you're living with a partner or a roommate, et cetera, like if you're not in the habit of resetting the room and you don't remember that you're the person who misplaced it or put it somewhere random, like you're, you're playing the blame game. You're, you're spending emotional energy thinking it's the other person's fault. And so we're, we're taking all of our energy and putting it into this channel that is not healthy for how we want to be in our day. Right. Um, and we've already talked about how energy depletion makes us choose unhealthier foods or steers us away from the, the movement that we want to be achieving in our day. Absolutely. Awesome, Kelly. That, those are the main things I want to talk about today. Um, right. Are you going to be able to leave everyone with some type of tip today? Yes. yes. So, awesome. Um, a movement tip. <laughs> Maybe this will make people laugh. I'm not too sure. <laughs> I want to challenge people as this this tip is coming out to do your best to not involve your arms when you are lowering yourself towards the ground or a seat or rising from the ground or a seat and this is something to really challenge the core for your longevity right because so many of us as we sit down we lead ourselves with our arms right we find the arms of the chair and then we kind of lower from there instead of engaging the core and keeping that strong over over time so one of the things that you can do, as I mentioned, is as you're sitting down, just lower yourself and engage that core, right? As you're standing up, don't brace with your arms, lift yourself from that core space. The other thing, if you want to get really creative and silly is I will literally dress myself from the floor in the morning. I will not, like, I will be on the floor, putting my pants on and moving around, right? And getting into a bridge pose so that I'm engaging different muscles. <laughs> it's fun. It's silly. It starts the day off in a really like exciting and positive funny kind of way. Um, but again, it's focusing those muscles to, to engage and wake up. I love that. That's an awesome challenge. And it's something fun and new for everyone. Great tip. Might be a struggle at first, but I think it could be something that, uh, that really does serve you well over time. And the first thing that comes to mind is, you know, we want to be able to lower ourselves and get up from the toilet as we age. This is one of the most important things. So if you're training <laughs> that core to always be able to do that, that action for you, you're setting yourself up to win. Awesome. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening to another podcast with myself and Coach Kelly. If you have anything you'd love to add to our list today, feel free to reach out to us or comment um, or send us a like and we'll see you next week.